This podcast channel is about you, successful international entrepreneurs, successful expats, successful investors, sponsored by ECJ Contacts. Right, so we are live. Thank you for joining us here on HCJ.tax. We do these live streams every week when we talk all things international tax. And today we have Georgie Zani, and we're going to talk about the Estonia advantage. And we also have Dagny. Dagny, am I, am I pronouncing your name properly? Yeah? Oh, <laughs> Dagny. Okay, my bad, my bad. Excuse me, excuse me. So we're going to talk about all things Estonia. So for those joining us on Zoom, note that this is being recorded. So if you do not want your image to be shown, you need to keep your camera switched off. If you submitted questions in advance, thank you for doing that. We will ask them in the order in which they're received. If you have questions right now, you feel free to type in the box below. If you're on Zoom, if you're on uh, LinkedIn or on Facebook, you can type in the box below. As always, this is not meant to be tax advice. If you need advice, you need to actually reach out to Georgie or one of his team members and get advice that's tailored to your situation. We're talking, this, this is general principles and hopefully give you the, the key issues and the key ideas that you need to take up when you are looking for the right team to help you uh, deal with taxes or anything to do with Estonia, right? So again, and this is super important, this is not advice. What you can consider it education or entertainment, but it's not advice. So with that, and without further ado, I hand it over to Georgie. The, the stage is yours. I would firstly uh, like to say a few words about the Silva Hunt. So as you mentioned, my name is uh, Dagna. I am the sales and marketer here at Silva Hunt. And um, who we are, we are a premium service provider for e-residents, helping them set up companies in Estonia, doing the tax advising, the accounting, the legal work. But not only that, we help um, experienced entrepreneurs who have like more ambitious plans, who want maybe to do a business that needs a license, or maybe they want to set up a holding structure. So that is what we help with. And uh, to cut off, uh, we do the boring business stuff, but also not only that, we help with uh, networking. So we have a network of experienced entrepreneurs amongst our clients and we do these uh, monthly um, uh, meetings. And sometimes uh, we even uh, gather in real life <laughs> It's more rarer these days, but this year uh, we are, for example, seeing each other when the Latitude uh, Conference in Estonia comes, Latitude 59. So uh, this is something you can expect with us. And uh, yeah, as I said, maybe your next uh, business partner is amongst uh, our experienced entrepreneurs. So who knows? We're really excited uh, that you have asked us here. So yeah, Georgie can take over. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes, my name is uh, Georgi. I am uh, the lawyer in Estonia. I have experience uh, more than about 10 years in corporate uh, law, uh, labor law, civil law and uh, taxation. 
So uh, I work um, all with foreigner clients. All they're like eighty percent of my clients are foreigners, and the other are locals. And, uh, so. Why we speak today about Estonia? Estonia is the, if you know about this country, this is the digital country, the uh, the first country which have, which made own uh, e-residency cards, own system which allows you to uh, in, incorporate the um, uh, the firm uh, without being physically in Estonia. So you can just uh, apply for this card and. Uh, uh, make application uh, for the company in Estonia. You may hold your, uh, you, you can uh, like use your bank account and, and other things for your business also from another country. So this is uh, this is the main thing why you should choose Estonia. The secondly, if we are talking about taxation, we have a pretty simple and uh, taxation system. So if we are talking about uh, the companies. So you don't need to pay your income tax. So you pay only the dividend tax uh, when you pay out the money. So we also have uh, the VAT, but you need to register it only if, you, if your turnover of the company is more than 40,000 euros per year. So this is, you, you should decide by yourself if you want to register it before this uh, 40,000 euros or you just uh, wait until this obligation will become from the uh, law. <clears throat> uh, also, we have a lot of uh, programs for entrepreneurs in Estonia. We have uh, the in Estonia, if I if I know correctly, uh, we have a lot the most num the biggest number of the unicorns uh, in the Europe. So. Uh, all tech people and uh, startups are coming to Estonia to find here uh, the business angel, the investor angels, or another from private equity, because we have the simple ecosystem which helps uh, startups to rise. For example, this e-residency program, we have a lot of startup incubators, uh, for example, Latitude, uh, Garage and uh, Technopole. I think if you Google it, these names, you will simply find out uh, how you can apply for this. I think Dagne can uh, help me with this information about the programs that we have. Can you mention something mm -hmm. else? Yeah, there are several uh, programs. So you already mentioned startups. We have the startup visa. So if you have a scalable business, um, that is usually related to software or an app or something like that that can be uh, they can be taken global uh, then you can uh, come to Estonia and uh, apply for the startup visa and since we have a lot of uh, great human resources here we have a lot of uh, great uh, talent so this is why many uh, startups come here and uh, establish and maybe yeah get the startup visa to to then uh, grow in this ecosystem because we have a really nice support system for that and yeah you can apply for either C visa or D visa whatever you would need uh, or a residency permit uh, when you would already be having gone through the startup visa 
uh, application and be approved, then you can uh, apply for five years of living here. Uh, the other thing is digital nomad visa, uh, which is uh, also possible. So this is possible for uh, digital nomads, people who can work remotely, um, who only need their laptop, so to say, for working. And um, the most limiting requirement for that is that a person needs to earn at least 3,500 uh, four euros uh, before prior to applying for that monthly. So that's uh, one of the limiting things. So yeah, these are like the main programs right now. Yes, I will continue with the companies. Uh, to establish company, you have uh, two options. First of all, you receive this e-resident card and open by yourself. Uh, I will show it like uh, it's like uh, this small card you just put inside the computer. You have two pin codes and uh, you can enter the whole uh, government system of Estonia and use it. Uh, another way is if you don't want to have this uh, e-residency card, you can uh, you can go to your local notary, make a power of attorney for the lawyer in Estonia or another person who you know, and they can establish uh, the company for you. Uh, so the timing is depends only on timing. How in Russia are you, or do you want to um, manage your company by yourself, or you want to have somebody? who will make uh, this registration uh, things uh, in Estonia locally. Uh, if you are talking uh, about the companies, we also need to mention the bank accounts, the banking system uh, for all foreigners are welcome to uh, have a company in Estonia. So there is uh, not a big problem to open the bank account, but it all depends on your business. What business do you have? If you have uh, like no sense, if your business doesn't have any sense with Estonia, not physically and remotely, then I think the bank will ask you to have any substance or create any substance in Estonia to have a bank account in Estonia. But you don't need to have it. You can have the bank account in your own country where you are residing or in any other country in the world. So for example, you are a resident of the Spain and you open the bank account, uh, you open the company in Estonia. So you can go with the registry card of your Estonian company to your Spain bank when you have your own bank account and open the bank account for the company there because they already know you. They trust you and you have the reputation. This is simpler. By the way, you can open uh, the bank account uh, in the payments uh, system, not on, in the bank, but in the, bank, uh, in the payment institution. For example, Wise, Paysera, um, Revolut, or any other. So there is no limit for this. Uh, also, Estonia, like a technical, uh, the, the country with, uh, which uh, provides everything with innovation, we, um, uh, we like crypto, but uh, we can say that the government 100% uh, likes it because uh, uh, every, we can say like every two years, uh, they make uh, the rules stricter. 
So from this year, we have uh, from March already, we have the new uh, law, the amendment to the legislation about crypto. So uh, you can, you should have the license to operate uh, your crypto company. So if you provide uh, exchange uh, crypto exchange services or crypto wallet services, you should have the license. So you can't operate without it. But if you are just uh, paying in crypto for yourself, you don't need to have any license or register uh, uh, okay we'll go with the further uh, Dagny if you want to add something that I said before well just that to I second second to what you say and uh when you use, uh, I don't know, blockchain technology, you also don't need a crypto license for that. Uh, or for example, you are just holding crypto assets, you're investing in it yourself. Then uh, these crypto assets, they are treated as other uh, investing assets as well. So we, the deferred profit taxation still applies. They are not different in that sense, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Sir, can I ask a question just to clarify? Yes. Right. So, so yeah, that, that, that's a, a, a hot topic, at least in my little ecosystem, the, the new licensing requirements. So, for example, so I get it. So, like, if you're just holding crypto or if you get paid in crypto, no license is required, right? But if you're a crypto yes. trader, do you require uh, a license? If, if you trade for yourself, you don't need a license. If you trade on the uh, other marketplace, not yours, mm. yes. But if you trade uh, with other people's money, so in this case, you need the license. Okay, that's great. And uh, and when you, uh, I want to clarify something on the VAT as well. What if someone has no domestic activity in Estonia? So they set up the company, but there's no real what we call as you know, economic substance in Estonia. Mm -hmm. So is does that 40,000 euro threshold still apply? It depends if uh, you didn't register the permanent establishment in another uh, country. So if you didn't register it, you, so you have uh, this uh, PE in Estonia, so this uh, applies. Okay, understood. Thank you very much. Um, I, I wanted to mention also that this e-residence card doesn't mean that you have like permanent residence in Estonia. These are two different things. So e-residence is only access to the digital services of the country. But uh, if you want to be a resident, like permanent resident, you should apply like other people to, uh, for example, for business, uh, uh, to go to the university, to if you are married with somebody in Estonia or other uh, other options. Uh, so when we, if we go back to the taxation system, uh, if you have company, you don't pay tax uh, before uh, you pay out dividends. Uh, the dividend tax rate is 20%. But if you pay uh, in three years a row, the same amount of uh, dividends, it comes, it goes lower to 14%. Uh, percents. 
but uh, you also need to um, be sure with your with your personal resident uh, taxation system. For example, if you are from Germany and pay out dividends in Estonia, uh, you should pay the uh, additional taxation in the Germany also, like a physical person, natural person. So it all depends on your own uh, uh, tax, no, residency, when, when, where you live and where you pay um, taxes for yourself. Uh, there is no limit to open the company for a non-resident shareholder and being a director in the company. So you don't need to have uh, anybody from Estonia. You can be uh, by yourself uh, in your company, uh, the management board member, shareholder, and uh, also employee. Uh, if you are talking about uh, payments and salary, uh, you don't need to pay the, uh, for yourself as a management board member salary. It's only on your own discretion. But if you uh, decide to be employee, then you need to pay salary. It's all depend. The salary amount depends uh, on uh, the work that uh, are you, you are doing. But we have the minimum. It's like uh, 600 euros uh, in month. And the uh, Employee taxes are high in Estonia. So, uh, for example, if you want to have uh, 1,000 euros netto, uh, net money like in your pocket, the company should pay for at least 500 uh, taxes, like above this 1,000 euros. So, uh, to, to make the company easy to have, um, because we don't have this uh, income tax, but uh, if you want to have employees, you should uh, think more about the structure, how to make it uh, uh, profitable to you. But uh, that's what we have now <laughs> for today. But this is not a bad thing. Yeah, I would like to add maybe that detail that it's important whether the worker is in Estonia or somewhere mm. else because when they're working somewhere else, then they will declare their taxes wherever they live, not in Estonia. Yes, it all depends on where, where are you doing a job. If you can remote, if your employee can remotely work from his uh, country, then the, the salary will be taxable there, not in Estonia. So I think this is the short overview about Estonia. If you uh, have any questions, we can discuss. Right. So, you know, thanks a lot for giving that overview. And I, I think that clarifies some common, sometimes misunderstandings. Because it's called e-residency, there is this perception in some spaces that it confers actual immigration status in Estonia. And, and you've made it clear that that is, that is not the case. Uh, th thanks for that. And also people think, you know what, I just, I'm just going to set up a company in Estonia and then I'm going to be tax-free, you know? No, and so that's an important point. Another important point that you, you drew to our attention, that, you know, one has to be conscious of management and control. Where's the place of effective management? And if it's in Spain, as you mentioned, or if it's in the US or wherever it is, then the Estonian company may be taxable yep. with 
these key decisions are, are being made. So, so just stepping back in, in the introduction, you did mention that, that there's so many unicorns. And as, as I think about it, I think I use off and on, well, relatively regularly for unicorns from Estonia, uh, Skype, TransferWise, Bolt when I'm in Europe, mm-hmm. and IDME because the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS in the, US, in the United States uses IDME. So, so, I mean, you did mention, okay, like there's a lot of the e-government program, but what, at, you mentioned the e-government program, <clears throat> You mentioned the ability to defer paying taxes until there's an actual distribution. So that does make a huge difference if you have a startup. Uh, what else do you think contributes to, I mean, this tiny country, relatively speaking, small country, like with 1.3 or so million people yes. being so successful? Is there anything else you think that is important? I think the main thing is that... Uh that we are so small and we don't have any natural things, uh, gold or other stuff. We, yeah. we made everything to have at least something uh, mm. that, uh, that the whole world will know that Estonia is a big country, <laughs> in, at least in, in the internet, at least in the, uh, in the future meta and the other places. So yes, uh, a lot of IT uh, specialists are coming to Estonia. They they want to come here because they know that they can uh, grow up here with uh, other companies with startups. So we have the, the uh, in the last year we had three unicorns plus if I if I'm right if I'm correct yes it's like a pipe drive uh, a Verif uh, IDME yes. So, okay, we need to have something <laughs> at least. <laughs> All right, so, so that's fantastic. So, so what if somebody does want to? Okay, they don't just want to take advantage of you know like the banking infrastructure to set up a company, and they want to relocate their their team to mm-hmm. Estonia. Uh, how like what programs exist in terms of becoming? If you're not a member of the EU, because I guess if you're in the mm. EU, it'll be easier. So I guess if you're outside of the EU, how can you migrate and, and set up a team to work in Estonia? If you're uh, if you're talking about IT company, for example, um, the IT specialists can simply come and become uh, uh, and have the permanent residence without quotes. So, for example, each year we have the quotes for this permanent residence. It's uh, for one thousand three hundred per year. So, uh, it's not so much. But uh, the IT specialists and other uh, other specialists who are like high level specialists can um, apply for the permanent residence without uh, these quotes. So. In every day they can do it, but they have another requirements of the salary. They need to pay uh, uh, double uh, double salary. Uh, no, the, the company should pay to them double salary. It's uh, the costs for the company will be like four thousand euros per person, but it is easier. It's simple. It takes one or two months maximum. So for these companies, it is very easy. Another thing is if they are startup, uh, they can uh, 
come to Estonia and uh, show to the local authorities that they are startup and receive this mark of the startup and then uh, uh, take all all uh, persons from uh, another country who work for them uh, easier to Estonia. So relocate them. I think in future, um, uh, the government will make something even easier to relocate to Estonia. Okay, so when you said 4,000, that's the salary that you need to pay? No, this is the, the whole budget for one person. Right, okay. With, te okay. with taxes, so uh, the, yes. the salary with taxes. Right, so, so in terms of a budgeting exercise, you, you'd need to pay 4,000 per month per yeah. employee. As a company, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. A company, okay understood understood and okay well so let's talk about the companies that like uh what's the most popular type of company to incorporate and roughly how much would that cost the most popular is the, with the limited liability company uh, it costs uh, it depends how you open it if you open the notary it's uh, the state fees uh, 265 uh, euros if you open with the uh, I I'm sorry uh, vice versa if you open with the notary it is 200 but if you open with the e-residency 265 uh, and if you open with the notary you should add uh, the notary fee also no it's for example not more 100 euros plus or something like this but uh, you will need uh, also the local lawyer services it depends on the service provider so in in uh, if we say like maximum how much it can take it's uh, 800 euros plus, plus vat but it also depends do you do we need to translate the power of attorney or not and other things so it should take this Okay, that, that's so generally speaking, I guess it's between let's say 2000 and well, it's VAT as well. How much is VAT? Uh, 20%. 20%. So let's say a thousand euros, somewhere in that. Mm, maximum, yeah. This, is, this is the maximum, right. but I don't think that it's even come to this. It all depends on the other costs like translation and notary. Mm. Okay, gotcha. I was gonna ask about like how crypto friendly Estonia is, but I think you you answered that already. So I'd ask about the banks. I mean, mm -hmm. because government could try to be whatever they want to be, but mm -hmm. you know, banks tend to be the challenging. How easy is it to if it is your crypto startup and you mention and you mention to the bank that you are? How easy is it, or how difficult is it to get a bank account? to be honest it's uh, difficult uh, if you are talking about the big banks the local so they they are afraid because this is new for them uh, and uh, they want to stay a very traditional bank to be only with the money they, they want to know that your business is clear the crypto is uh, something new and uh, they cannot understand what is your business model really is. It can be clear, it can be super, uh, super profitable, it can be without any uh, break, you don't break a law or AML, but they just see the crypto and they start to be suspicious. It, it's, uh, I think it's everywhere. 
in each country but uh, with the payment institutions uh, it's uh, sim no, not simpler but uh, not so difficult like with the banks but it all depends on how we, uh, we negotiate with them uh, because uh, some uh, entrepreneurs just they just want to open this bank account and they don't show uh, the real business plan they don't show uh, the good things of your no, of their own business and that's why the bank will say sorry we don't want you but if you come to them uh, and show everything uh, talk with them and uh, i think in this case it's simpler to open okay so you mentioned that the the traditional ones are more challenging than the, the platforms by platforms yeah. do you mean uh the challenger banks like online guys yes no like wise uh they said okay. another mm -hmm. Okay, so like if, if you had to, from your experience in dealing with your clients, what would you say are the three or four, not friendliest, but the most open-minded when it comes to crypto type companies or, or mm. projects? I can mm. say that uh, Revolut yeah. is, uh, is, is good. Um, if we're talking about banks uh, in Estonia, we have LHV, so it's 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 a modern bank in Estonia. It's not it it doesn't has it doesn't have the history of fifty years or one hundred years. It's it has like twenty five years in Estonia, I think it is. So uh, with this bank, we can try, but. We can't say in hundred percent, even ninety percent, that it, it, yeah. it is simple or not. Okay. Even even yeah. with traditional uh, business, sometimes it's difficult to open the bank account because uh, bank you don't describe to bank what are you doing. Okay, understood. Understood. Uh, so, okay, you mentioned the regular limited liability companies, but are there any other interesting structures that are available in Estonia, like maybe uh, probably not trust because that's more common law, but like foundations or partnerships and anything interesting that, you know, to be considered if you are a startup entrepreneur? All startups open limited, uh, limited liability company, uh, but you can uh, open the public company. So it uh, will have like stock options and other things. Um, also, you can make the partnership from uh, two and other companies, but this won't be like one big uh, one entity. The only just one company will take all responsibility on itself. And the second will be just like partner. Okay, understood, understood, okay. And let's talk more about on, on the tax side. So as an individual, so, okay, let's look at uh, an employee. So if I set up a company and I, I obviously I hire someone, mm -hmm. so what would their, and they're based in Estonia, because obviously if they're outside, mm -hmm. they'll be taxed elsewhere. But if they're based in Estonia, like what are they, uh, the marginal tax rates like, and also mm -hmm. what are the payroll taxes and social charges like for that mm -hmm. employee? So. The social tax is thirty-three uh, percent. This is the highest, highest what we have. <laughs> so this pays the uh, company. Uh, the uh, the income tax is twenty percent. This pays employee, 
and also we have uh, uh, the insurance uh, from unemployment it's about two percent and uh, uh, pension two percent also no, two, two and two and five so in the whole jar it's like fifty uh, percent uh, plus mm -hmm. mm, understood that that I mean that's that's worth considering of course but then when it's in Europe I, I think it is not unusual to have yes. such yeah and we've compared the salary rate uh, with mm -hmm. another european company who have mm -hmm. uh, lower than another for example mm -hmm. in finland there is i think twice higher than in estonia the salary rate but they are near us <laughs> right 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 okay Gotcha. And what about companies? I know you. I know you mentioned for the most popular structure that limited liability company. There's no tax until there's like a profit declaration. You pay out, yes. Right. So when that happens, what are the taxes like on the profit and on the distributions? So you take out with uh, for a dividends, it's twenty uh, percent, and that's all. It, this this pays company. And the natural person receives the money in net. So, uh, and I said before, and if you, if the company pays the same amount three years in a row, for example, 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, uh, the rate goes lower to 14%. So this uh, is the government decision to stimulate the companies to pay out the dividends. Because uh, in one moment we had a lot of companies with a huge amount of money, but they, uh, they didn't pay dividends out, only small salary, for example. Okay, so there's no withholding tax on uh, dividends to shareholders? No. None at all, okay. All right, so they get it, so it's, it's there's no tax at all okay that's fine that's fine. Yes. but you but, have uh, to keep in mind if there are residents of estonia or not yes of course right so if they're non-residents if it's a non-resident <laughs> if, if non-resident you should uh, look uh, what tax system you have in your country for like right. for the natural person and then yes. we should look um, do we have this agreement of our avoidment of double taxation mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, and then we analyze everything this and we can say uh, do we do you need as a natural person pay something uh, additional in your country or not right okay because so so i get that so even with a, a non-resident shareholder from the estonia side there's no withholding on the dividend yes. okay but if if it's a resident shareholder a resident still estonia, because that uh, the oh. company pays already 20 percent right and that's all but uh if you're going back to this 14 percent when yes. it went lower then yeah, yeah. Uh, the company pays 14 but natural person should pay seven mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. because he the income tax is 20 like it yeah, pays back yeah. okay all right uh so i mean I, I i hesitate to bring it up but i guess it is still a concern and unfortunately so that there are some some troubles in the neighborhood right so mm -hmm. relatively close by is that impacting estonia at all or do you see any do you foresee any impact nowadays uh, where where as 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 it was <laughs> nothing changed in estonia 
so we're still uh, working uh, everybody is doing business the new clients are coming uh, they're opening companies in estonia so uh, i don't see that there is uh, any panic or something like this so only if we are talking about the, the residents from our neighbors they have problems uh, because uh, of sanctions and other things so we just uh, like each european country now should uh, uh, look and analyze mm -hmm. uh, more than earlier these sanctions this uh, uh, list of the persons with whom you can't make business and uh, so on so on so this is the which which makes difficult uh, of the local entrepreneur's life only but if you don't cooperate with the uh, the Russian Federation and their uh, citizens and business, mm -hmm. so it is easier. Okay, gotcha. Thank you very much for that. I have a question. Someone asked a question on one of the other platforms. And again, if you have any questions, feel free to type in the box below. So uh, the person, JJ says, I'm a freelancer and I've applied for the e-residency. Once I get it, can I start my company with, I guess, with a relevant service provider in Estonia and accept payments from my clients to Estonia banks? Thanks in advance. Yes. <laughs> when you receive this card, <laughs> you just go to the web, uh, to our commercial registry uh, uh, website and uh, uh, register the company if you know how to, to how to do this <laughs> if you don't know you can uh, you can ask us uh, we will help uh, with the big pleasure and after this we can talk about the bank account or any other payment institution it all depends on the activity that uh, your company will have so to decide where you should open it also the nationality of the person so are they from Nowadays, Iran yeah. then it's a problem <laughs> okay so uh, what nationality well I guess some of the obvious ones next door right but any other nationalities are uh, let's say they will face additional challenges in dealing with banks and incorporation in Estonia sanction Who, just, just uh, only the sanction country okay yes it depends on the because Iran has a lot of sanctions also, so right, yeah. so the banks are afraid of them too. But uh, mm -hmm. it's 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 their um, internal rule. There, this is internal rules. We can't affect on this or do something. Of course. So or, or of this, for example, this country, not only Iran, another country, uh, North Korea, for example. Yes, uh, if yeah. they are under the sanction. And they have a lot of sanctions. So for them, it will be very difficult to make a business in Europe, unfortunately. Okay, understood. We have another question here from, <laughs> okay. He's asking, what about IP holding companies? Any advantages in Estonia, any trends? Because I'm guessing, you know, because some of the other jurisdictions in the neighborhood, they have, IP boxes or, you know, special tax provisions for those who would want to, you know, house or base their, their intellectual property in their jurisdictions. Any in, sort of incentives? No, we don't have any, a, any additional package or something like this, uh, even in taxation for IP holders. I, I wish we have, but. <laughs> okay, gotcha. 
Understood. Uh, I'm just going to have a quick look around, see if anybody else is asking any questions. For guys who are watching and logged in, feel free to just type your questions in the box below and we get to them in the order in which they receive. Let's see. Okay. All right. So as, as a, when the e-residency program came out like some years ago, I remember there was like a real buzz in that community of like, especially like digital nomads, uh, remote workers, there, there was a real buzz about it. But uh, it seems as if, I guess, you know, they say that imitation is a sincerest form of flattery, right? So other jurisdictions saw what Estonia was doing and, and copied it. I mean, so what, so given the greater competition in, in this space, how do you see things evolving? What, what trends and what should we look out for in the future from Estonia? Um, I think that uh, the trend is always uh, the number of the private equity companies in Estonia. Mm. So they are opening here uh, the companies uh, in their structure, in the whole structure. Uh, mm -hmm. The trend is that they use, for example, Luxembourg and Estonia. Mm -hmm. in uh, in one structure because the, in luxembourg is uh, uh, is a big chance to open this uh, company and have the license necessary license and uh, mm -hmm. uh, in estonia it is also a big trend mm -hmm. and uh, not only with the, the private equity the venture venture capital if we're, mm -hmm. we were talking about this and uh, the business angels uh, investing mm -hmm. investor angels are coming mm -hmm. uh, more than more so right the trend will going with the tech mm -hmm. further and further. And uh, mm -hmm. as we see the government uh, mm -hmm. uh, plans to make simpler to have non-resident employees in Estonia also, not only mm -hmm. in tech companies, but in, uh, in, uh, in the small shop, in, uh, uh, in uh, the building sector or another, they want to give uh, not only like for example 12 months to be in estonia mm -hmm. but uh, two years for example the, this is the plan to, mm -hmm. to so this will be the trend because we need employees mm -hmm. and we need the hands and mind <laughs> so mm -hmm. this is the trend and money also so this okay. is about investment and uh, and the funds mm -hmm. So it's all about funds and investments. Okay, that, yes. that's fair enough. I have some clients that are, I mean, I have quite a few, like most people who do what we do. We have many clients in the crypto space, but also with crypto or crypto-related casinos or gambling. Are there, yes. so that leads me to think, uh, are there prohibited activities uh, no. in Estonia? No? So if someone did have a casino and they wanted to relocate it, to, uh, we are talking about online casino. Online, yeah, yeah, online casinos, yeah. Yes, but uh, they don't, mm -hmm. as uh, as I know that which are in Estonia, uh, that which has office have offices in Estonia, they have uh, the gambling license not in Estonia, in other countries. Yeah, like so, uh, certain Caribbean islands. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So right. this is the trend also. Mm, uh, I think we have uh, three or four. Uh, companies big companies in estonia uh, i won't name <laughs> their names to not promote yeah. it <laughs> but uh, i know that uh, they are based in estonia 
Okay, right. So the license elsewhere, but the op the operations, certain aspects of the operations are yes, allowed in the because uh, here is simpler. You just need one card and yeah. uh, and the office. That's all. Mm -hmm. Okay, understood. So uh, I'm just having a quick look to see if there are any more questions, or if everyone is happy that we have answered all the questions that they. Yeah, I, I, think I would like to add about the trends part right yeah so please. what we have seen uh, personally for in our clients amongst our clients is mm -hmm. that the holding structures are really popular so mm. uh, many of our clients have uh, some kind of subsidiary elsewhere and a holding mm -hmm. holding company in estonia that holds all of these things and can manage it so that is really lucrative, especially when we think about the deferred profit taxation, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one of the things that really comes to play. Uh, another mm -hmm. thing, when we're talking about startups, then yes. SPVs, SPVs are a big topic when people want to invest mm -hmm. together. Uh, that's mm -hmm. another trend we see. So definitely holdings uh, need to be mentioned here. Yeah. Okay. I, I forgot one thing too. <laughs> so please, if please. you establish, establish the company as a natural person, you yeah. don't need to pay the share capital at this moment when you register company. So right. it will be written that you have uh, share capital 2,500 euros, the minimum, but mm -hmm. you don't need to pay it now. You can pay it next year, in next two, five years. But uh, mm -hmm. before you, you decide to pay dividends out, the, this capital should be paid. Right. Okay. But so you that, can that's... use it in your business. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. Yes. This is the simple, yeah. very simple yeah. for the natural person to open the company. So don't need they don't need the big budget for this. Hmm. This is the big that plus. Is, that that is a huge plus because you know yeah that is a trend in some of the jurisdictions, and it is especially if you're a startup you know to have to tie up capital in, in that way it it probably is not as mm -hmm. attractive. So, so yeah, that, that is good to know. Okay. Um, anything else, you, uh, Dagny, uh, Georgie, anything else? Um, maybe that uh, you, you mentioned that there's a little bit competition. Lithuania, of course, made their e-residency, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. but you would have to physically go to Lithuania in order to obtain mm -hmm. this. So there are okay. some limitations there and they don't do the due diligence part. So thoroughly so they take the risk um with that mm -hmm. okay. so if you we compare with lithuania no offense yeah. to lithuania but it's yeah. like five six years ago estonia so right they are just uh, starting this uh, journey mm -hmm. well that's good to know that you know estonia continues to, to innovate just like the companies that it attracts estonia itself is yes. very innovative and, and staying ahead of the curve. Now, if someone wanted to find out more, what's the best way of finding you guys? What's the best way of contacting you guys? Yeah, so obviously our website, silverhunt.ee, and also info at silverhunt.ee uh, is a great place. So yeah, we are looking forward to your questions and yeah, we love to yep. meet new people. <laughs> Yeah, you can also write to LinkedIn to me and uh, we can have a chat and after have another call, but peer to peer and uh, make uh, the things greater. 
Okay, so just for because uh, many people will be listening to this and they won't be able to see. So it's Silverhunt, that's S-I-L-V-A-H-U-N-T dot E-E, right? So, so that's the best way to find you guys. Yeah, Fantastic. I wrote it in the chat as well. Wonderful. Okay, yeah, I see it. Wonderful. Thank you very much for your time, sharing your insights and, you know, providing an avenue for those entrepreneurs, for those tech companies that want to take their business to the next level. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting. Yeah, Hope it was uh, yeah, useful. <laughs> it certainly was. There are four ways we can help you. Number one, sign up for free webinars on US Expat Texas and International Entrepreneur Texas at www.htj.tex. Number two, stream premium educational videos at www.htj.tex. Number three, contact us for tax optimization consult over Zoom. Number four, high net worth. We can quote for doing your U.S. international taxes returns. Our books and upcoming events are available at htj.tax. Please subscribe, like, share, and comment below. Email us at help at htj.tax to engage us to advise on international tax or business matters.